So we got Liz living here, living Hughes of Brand New Me. Um, and Viv is a personal friend of mine for the past several years. And I would show you something, but I don't know if I want to mess with their technology right now, Viv. So I'm going to chill for a second here. Um, so I know Vivian personally. And so it, for me, it, 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 I'm making a leap in my head <laughs> mentally. Okay, Viv, sorry about that. But I'm making a leap to try to make sure that the people who do tune into our podcast get to hear you. Okay. And kind of experience what I experienced when I worked with you at PAC Union. Okay. Because uh, it was special to me. You know what I mean? And I think sometimes you, you make these friendships that go beyond the work environment. Mm -hmm. And there's reasons behind all that. Yes. Um, and so I want to start off. I know that you probably have a lot to say, but I want to ask you a question. You're a single mom of three. Yes. What, what are the ages again of the kids? Uh, Lauren is 20, Robert's 19, and Ryan is 12. So, I mean... When I hear those ages, in my mind, I say, how does this lady leave the security of a job or whatever and then, like, say, okay, I'm just going to trust and, and make this happen? What's that drive? Where did it come from? Um, so this is going to – I'll try not to be too woo with it, but mm -hmm. if, in fact, I'm here to, for a purpose – I don't think that purpose is to be a hamster on a wheel. So for me, I just got to the point, well, really it hit home when my kid's dad passed away pretty suddenly, uh, May of okay. 2018. So we had a dynamic co-parenting relationship. We have been divorced about 10 years, but we were in it. We really had a good system going. And you know a lot about that, how it was sure. just good flow. But when he died, um, like 50 something years old, I realized, you know, like you do all this and what? I mean, and, and we know we just lost Kobe Bryant and his daughter, right? So right. it's like you got $200 million of net worth or whatever the worth is. And it's like at the end of the day, what really matters? So for me, I wanted to do something that really mattered. Working with you and your team at PACU lit me up. So that mattered. Okay. Uh, when all the shifts took place and things changed, I lost all of my relationships. So I lost relationships with the teams that I supported, um, my ex-husband, and then trying to recreate a new dynamic. I wanted something that I could go get six figures. I could go find a job and make six figures. That's not bragging, but that was something that I did in my 20s. Um, but I wanted, it, I wanted it to mean something. I wanted to feel fulfilled. I wanted to feel the same inspiration that I felt when you would say, hey, Viv, what do you think about this? And I'm like, okay. So you've got me well, fired hold on, hold on. up. Just, just for the record, I never said Viv. I said, hey, brain. You did. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Um, but that just was so everybody that. knows, Viv was the brain behind any kind of thought that I would ever have. And, yeah. It was always so, like, let me check with my brain because I, this may not be the right way to do it. <laughs> like, okay, I see where you're going with this one. Let's just kind of see the best <laughs> approach. But I wanted more of that. And I decided that I was not going to tie myself down to different job requirements because they're the vessel for me, not my source. So if I put my trust in a job um, or in a particular role, I haven't misaligned. My source is higher source, God, creator, whatever you want to believe in, whatever you call it, Lucille, right. whatever. I don't care what you call it, but there's a higher power. And for me, it was, hey, I want you to express yourself through me and I want to break the limits, break the rules. I want people to really feel fulfilled. 
every month, you know, in sales, we're like, okay, we did it. We killed it. We killed it. But then it's, we got to kill it again. And it feels mm-hmm. good, but that's icing on the cake, right? Yeah. It's like the money feels great. We need it. We want it. I love it. I'm not saying that, but I want to get it and it not be like a, what's the word? Pirate victory where the attainment of it, going through it to get it was so brutal that it didn't even really feel that good once I got it. So you, you think sometimes like, I mean, when, when we're going through the motions to get to a goal, it's easy to get distracted or lost even, right? Sure. And what we're actually trying to really the goal is, and then all of a sudden you find yourself almost like 55 degrees east of it. <laughs> yeah, because you're, you're, still, you're still rocking and rolling. Yep. Right? You're checking the box. How do you, I mean, how do you help? Yeah, because I mean, you, you're working with a lot of different people now, I know, right? You're coaching them and you're kind of taking them to the next levels of their career. How do you keep them focused? Like, hey, no, no, this is what we agreed on 90 days ago. Um, it's typically really takes one conversation to hit home and plant that seed. Once that conversation, I mean, it's something, it'll be something that's insightful to them and it hits home where true fulfillment, forget you want to do this many in sales. You want to, we're going to do that. That's the easy part. What are, what's going to make you feel good? What you're going to feel, what, what's your feeling? What do you want to feel? So if the feeling Mm. is, um, I want to feel like my family is, uh, fulfilled by the man that I am in my household. Okay. So what does it look like? What does your wife think, you know, that looks like to her? What do the children feel like? So once we really get there, we're human. So ego is going to take us 10 degrees off course. But then at the end of the night, when you go take a shower or some calm moment, you're like, I'm doing this for them. So you bring it back. Yeah. 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 The calm moments, because, so I didn't tell you this, right? We haven't talked in a while. Um, but I've been really, really diving deep into meditation. Mm. And I'm talking like the kind, and I hate to admit this, you know, because we're recording this right now, but where I <laughs> lose track of time. Yes. Right? And like mm-hmm. all of a sudden I'll be like, oh my God, 16 minutes went by and it felt like 30 seconds to me. Yeah. I didn't know that that kind of stuff. Now it doesn't happen every day, but it's happened a few times. Sure. So, once again, you're off 55 degrees. I mean, do the calm moments, do the meditative moments, do they help you realign who you are? Or is that just a bunch of fluffy, feel-good, therapeutic type talk that we all hear? For me and for the people who I've had these conversations with, my clients, friends, family, who met my children, I'll even tell them, take a beat. Let's turn on some meditation music and we're just going to sit here. Um, it brings everybody back to center. It's not that your mind stops. Our minds don't stop because we're alive. They're never going to stop. But every now and then, and I think you and I may have talked about this before, the magic being in the middle of the beats. As a musician, you know, in the middle, that silence is where everything really comes together. So um, it's not woo. It's not just some talk, new industry jargon, or, hey, meditation is the new thing. No, it's life-changing. I mean... Yeah, Bootsy, Bootsy Collins of Parliament Funkadelic, the bass player used to say the, the, the gap, the, the, the beat between, or the space between the beats, that's the yeah. funk. Yes, that's what you told me. <laughs> I remember, the, yeah. And that's the same thing for our lives. I think the sweet spot, we can reconnect with it. I think it is so- interesting how everything is always connected. There's, there's so many parallels. There's so many, like, you know, the patterns of life never change. And, and recently, I mean, talking about music and all, I was doing this uh, meditation class and the guy I was talking about, and it was on, on chanting and that kind of stuff. And he talked about how 
music and sound in particular has a start, a middle, and an end. And each one is, is so you strike, you have uh, 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 in the middle, I forgot what the name is, and then at the end you have decay. Okay. Right? But you have three different, and he said life is like that. Mm-hmm. You have the beginning, you have the middle, and then you have the end. And each, I mean, you can take it out of the moments even, you know, when you wake up in yeah. the morning, then you have, and it's just amazing when you start seeing those parallels like that. I mean, life is connected. It's so and connected. So, sorry about that, but what were you going to say? No, it's so connected. It's, I'm just saying amen. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> what I wonder is, 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 I'm looking at your bio, right? And it seems like you had a bunch of starts, just like me, right? And you keep getting right back up again. Because I remember when you, when, when, you know, obviously when, you're, when your ex-husband passed away and, and then the whole thing with the, our previous lender was happening uh, and, and it wasn't anything that anybody chose to do. It was something we were forced to accept mm-hmm. so that we could go with our lives. But, you know, you had to deal with a lot of get back down, get back down, get back down, get back down. And you kept getting back up again. What was that inside you? I mean, that was, I mean, for outsiders, even as close as I was to you, you know what I mean? What were you going through? I mean, that's a... Talk about that for a minute. Um, And back to the meditation. I really do believe between meditation and um, uh, therapy, I think those two saved me um, from being depressed or being, because I had bouts of, I wouldn't call it depression, but just really like low energy. Um, And it felt like, why bother? Why bother? What's the point of any of this anyway? Why bother? But then during the meditation gaps, I would hear the gaps in the meditation, the silence, I would hear something that says, you know, there's something that I need you to express. It would be call Fabi. And Mm -hmm. I don't know what we're about to talk about, but I'm like, Hey, how you doing? Or uh, an email will come through on LinkedIn or something. And it'll be a former colleague saying, I don't know if this is something that you do, but you are really good at this. Can you just give me a call back and see if you can help me figure this thing out? And I, I think meditating and getting quiet helped me to call the people who I was prompted to call and also align my energy so that people who needed me would reach out to me and the need for what I had kept me going. So people needed me and it wasn't like the role of a mother. I need to, to do this for my children because I had gotten to the place where they'll figure it out. Like we've got a big family, everybody, you know, you figure this stuff out. You don't, But when everybody started to say, hey, Vivian, you know, you said something to me three years ago and it stuck with me. And I thought, I got to keep getting up. And then one day I did a Joe Dispenza. This is really quick. I did a Joe Dispenza meditation. Um, And in the end of the meditation. What what is that meditation? Dr. Joe Dispenza, he wrote a book, uh, Becoming Supernatural. (sighs) Changed everything for me. And if I had to say, okay, which, which, what was your Bible of, uh, get back up again and keep it going, Mm -hmm. it would be either one of Dr. Joe Dispenza's book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself and or Becoming Supernatural. Okay. So the meditation that he has, it's an hour and 15 minutes long or something like that. So you're talking about 16 minutes, you got to go in to do an hour long. But at the end of the meditation, he says, now you've taken the opportunity to connect and call on higher source and connect with this divine presence. So in the meditation, he says, ask for a sign. Say, you know what? I've gone through all of this to connect with you. I need to know if any of this matters. 
did did any did I connect with you? Show me a sign. And then that day, one of my clients, who's also actually one of my cousins too, she texted me, and she said, um, "What's your cash app?" And I was like, "It's the same thing, you know. Here, it's it's this." And then she put five hundred dollars in my bank account for nothing. She said, "I just need to make sure." Really? You continue to coach. I don't know what it was. She said, I came out of my prayer meditation and something said, shoot you this so that whatever you're working on, whatever it is, the book, the coaching, whatever, do it, run some ads, do something. I just want to be a part of it. That was the most random thing ever. Wow. Random. So is that more like, uh, um, like the laws of attraction, <laughs> right? And the manifestation of what we're thinking? Yeah. Um, because recently I just did something with Christine Beckwith and, and, and the, uh, her 2020 Vision students. We talked about that, uh, but I'm thinking when, when, you, when you're having those kind of moments and you all of a sudden get those, the check in the mail out of nowhere, you know what I mean? Yeah. We, can, we can't call it coincidences. It's not a coincidence. And it won't always be financial because I had other things too, but money seems to hit on everybody. So if I say something about, if I tell you that testimonial, it may connect with more people because for us moving through these stages of understanding our ego and kind of aligning our ego to serve, to serve our soul's purpose. Mm -hmm. um, financial seems to be the one that resonates with everybody. If I say somebody called me and said, Hey, you told me a metaphor three years ago and it's changed my life. Well, somebody might say, well, that really wasn't a big miracle. But if I tell you a random $500 flew in my account and somebody said, just cause I love you and I want you to keep going, it kind of resonates. So. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I think those are, those are important. I mean, look, I mean, I know a lot of people say money's not important and blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? I'm telling people, look, listen, don't be ashamed to say money's important. Yeah. It's important. <laughs> it's important. I don't think it's our driving factor, but it is a fruit of our labor. Yeah. I mean, but it's the way you pay your bills. It's the way yeah. you, you put food on. I mean, I can't, I'm not a hunter. I don't know if I could actually hunt. You know what I mean? I'm not a farmer. I, I know I can't grow anything. I mean, I got two dead plants over there that are dying because I couldn't even do that. You know what I mean, I couldn't do it. I mean, I tried. I couldn't do it. Yeah. So how am I supposed to like feed myself without money? Couldn't do right. it. So right. I, I know how important money can be. Yes. And when you, when you don't have money, that's the worst moments of, of my life. It's the worst. It's the worst. But some of the most serendipitous moments come when we detach from the check. Um, when we focus on serving. For me personally, it's service. If I can mm -hmm. focus on serving, I had a meeting with some SVP level women Friday, and I took them through a guided meditation. I actually facilitated myself. I just turned on a little music and I talked them through the process. And afterwards, you could see the a new aura, like they were resonating with a newfound, like, yes, this is what I want. So it's like, let's reconnect to what you truly want. And then all the actions will take care of themselves. The phone's going to ring because now the energy that you're putting out because you're operating from a space of wholeness and complete and giving and serving, everybody's going to want to work with that person. So they're going to call you just, it seems magically, but it's the law of attraction really at work um, or you'll be inspired to call somebody else and they'll say, Hey, I think people have to realize that, that this is, it's not a, bourgeois kind of you know yeah. fictional world that we're living in where jedis and little ninjas run around i mean this is real like 
It's when real. You break down the human essence. I mean, basically, we're energy. That's it. You know? yeah. Negatives and positives, neutrons, and all the other things running around us. Yeah. And how we choose to use that energy is really depending on our choice. You know, and that's where really when I when you start talking about the, the laws of attraction, for me, the next thing always happens is the law of intention. Yes. Right? Yes. Because without intention, I can't move forward. Yes. I can think about all these things, but I can't move forward, right? What do you think? I agree. I set my intention first thing in the morning. That's one of the first things. Once I realize I'm alive and I'm open enough, I'm like, okay, still here on earth. All right, what's the goal? What's my goal today is to feel um, grounded, secure, uh, laugh. I want to laugh a lot today. Some days I'll set my attention today. I want to laugh all day. I just want to laugh. Everything well, that happens. Gonna, I don't have a problem with that, right? I mean, I, I, laugh <laughs> I, don't, I don't even got to think about it. <laughs> I want to laugh. I want, I want to be able to see things from the, the brighter side. I don't want to be heavy. And some days the intention is, you know, it's a rough day. I just kind of want to make it through the day. But whatever I set the intention as, I barely just make it through that day. If it's like, oh, God, I just want to make it to 5 o'clock. And I barely just make it to yeah. 5 o'clock. So, intention. How are some of your students with this? I mean, do you talk to them about it when you're mm -hmm. coaching them? I mean, do you guys, I mean, is this something that you really hone in on, these different yeah. principles and laws of spiritual nature? Yes. And showing you know, up from you're, a place. You're, you're training a lot of different different. Like, it's just not sales guys and others. No. I mean, it's a whole slew of and different levels, executive levels, CEOs, mm -hmm. all sorts of people are coming to you. Are they okay with this kind of talk? I mean, how? Well, they are once they see the response that they receive back. And it typically only takes, I would say, three days. In most cases, if you're really aligning your energy, you're going to see something within three days. I, and that's pushing it. I had one woman, she was an administrator. She says... She just showed up differently a couple days at work and all of a sudden her assistant is uh, warming up her office for her in the morning and bringing her coffee. Oh, wow. And she says, well, what are you doing? And she says, it's just something about you because she was showing up full. When you show up half energized, um, depleted, people feel that. Hmm. Well, when you know, you have you ever walked in a room and you can tell when somebody was lit and then you got lit because they were lit and you couldn't get enough of that person. Yeah, it's contagious contagious but if you walk in a room and you see somebody who's like walking dead and you're like oh let me get away from this person because they're going to drain you of your energy so but yeah from the housewife who now i won't even say housewife because these are working women who are wives and they have jobs and careers okay. um updated uh what do you call it upgraded wedding rings um and, they, and the conversation just a few weeks before was my husband really doesn't see me. You know, we take care of the kids and we take care of our business, but I really don't see that twinkle in his eye for me anymore. So one of my processes with them is, okay, well, do you look at yourself in the mirror and twinkle in your own eye for yourself? And she's like, <laughs> no, I'm like, well, hell, if you don't make you twinkle, how are you going <laughs> to, nobody else is going to see it. Ownership. Yeah, take ownership. Take ownership. Right? But yeah. when I feel good about me and I'm exuding this and then you're going to feel about me how I'm feeling about me because you're going to reflect back to me, me. I reflect yeah. back to you, you. That's so, interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. We're all like, sometimes it's so funny. I wonder sometimes if we actually see our, what we actually do to ourselves in a, in a 24 hour, you know what I mean? Yeah. The, 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 just the, uh, what we expect out of ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then how the other world sees us is like, and you got to go back to that original thought that we had is that 
you got to stop and just, you know, just have that moment of pause so that you can be a little more, I guess, self viewing and self, you know, not so driven by self. How's that? Yeah. And and really self aware. You're just aware. One of the exercises that I give to people is put five reminders in your phone. So five different, you know, every hour a bell will go off and it'll ask you a question depending on the person. The question might vary, but it may be something like, how am I feeling? Or what am I saying to myself right now? Um, another exercise is record yourself in the phone, giving yourself the locker room pep talk. Um, and that's in the book. Oh, my goodness. The magic, the, not the magic of thinking big. The magic of, yeah, the magic of thinking big. One of them, I'll I have to find it. But it's your 30-second commercial. And it's like, you talk to yourself in the mirror, you talk yourself up and you play that because life will give you some reasons to not trust yourself and not be confident and not see your value. And you're like, well, crap, every time I move, I lose. What am I doing wrong? Mm -hmm. And then you play your 30 second commercial and I hear mine and it's saying, hey, it's Vivian. Vivian's worked with these people and now they're doing this, that and the other. You're low on energy, call Vivian. She'll get you back into a high state of whatever. And I'm like, I like that. And that's like, that's me. Because at some moments, I'm like, I, that's me. I got to put a jingle to that. I need a jingle. <laughs> yes. Take it to the next level. <laughs> yeah, I got to get a little beat on there. Bro. I can see that. But yeah, it's like we have to be vigilant with our self-talk because we would never yeah. talk to people the way we talk to ourselves. So. Vivian, I'm going to read this part to you okay. on your bio that I just love. You know what I mean? Uh, it says, Vivian has learned that success in perpetual goal slaying. I mean, I love that goal slaying does not always drive fulfillment. It's identifying what true success means to you. It's like, I mean, that's a volume, I mean, of, of, of like, kind of like all the success books I've read, right? Ultimately, we all come to this, this summary that you just put in so well over here. I mean, what is it about that drive to always slaying our goals and then also you get to the top of the mountain, you say, is that all there is? Such an empty feeling, right? Yeah. And I think it's, it's that 3D mindset. Um, we were put here. We were evolved. We, no, okay. Let me go back. And I'm talking faster than I'm thinking here. The state of survival. That was our mindset for so long. Because, I mean, a lot of us, this is, we're the first generation of people to actually accumulate something. Me, a lot of my friends, and no matter where... I meet people, they'll say that they're the first generation to have this level of success. So their parents were survivors. Um, so we were, we kind of came up with accomplish these goals, these tasks, we're taskmasters. But then we, at the end of the day, it's still not fulfilling because there's not mm. a true, like, why? Why are we doing all this? Well, because I need this money in the bank. Okay, well, you need it to have $50,000 in the bank, you have it. Well, now you need $100,000. Okay, now I have 100000 So the, the stick keeps moving. Once you manifest something, it's like I heard a recording, I think it was, I don't even know who said it, but it's like gum that all the flavors been chewed out of. So the desire and the fun part of it was wanting it. Once you got it, it's like, eh, okay, now I need this. So we keep moving the right. stick. Um, but if it's a true, if you're true fulfillment, for me, true fulfillment is passionate, connective relationships that something else is birthed out of and it's a new sense of energy so i can't say what a task is i'll end up doing things to give me that experience but 
my goal isn't to do, you know, $5,000 in sales today. My goal is to help three people accomplish some of their goals. Oh, and guess what? I get $10,000 as a result of it. You know, so. Yeah. So when you talk about first generation that's accumulated, let's go back. I mean, you, you came from Detroit originally, you moved in from Detroit. You know, you said enough of the snow. I'm going where it's warm. Yeah. You picked Dallas in the middle of the country. Seemed like a fair, nice spot. And now it's cold in Dallas. I heard it was 26 recently. Yes. <laughs> yes. Not sure what that's about. Um, so growing up as a kid, I mean, if you're saying you're the first generation to accumulate, I mean, what was, was there? I mean, I know for me, we were immigrant people coming from Pakistan and we had absolutely nothing. My parents, I mean, my dad was raising six children. My mom was a stay-at-home mom okay. in 1972 America. And nobody knew where Pakistan was on the map. Right? <laughs> right. right. So before we, we had the what, internet. Yeah, they had no idea. Right? And my dad's out there trying to make a dollar. I mean, mm -hmm. how, do, how do you survive in America, you know, in 1970s? Yeah. Uh, he did the best he could, but it was, it was a lot of days where we didn't know how bad we were because we were kids. Yep. Right? And yeah. you made the best of it. Uh, so, I mean, where were you in Detroit I mean, as, as a kid? Where, is that where you were coming from when you, when you talked like that? Yeah. Um, east side of Detroit, I went to uh, Martin Luther King Junior High, uh, Senior High School, and we were poor. I mean, my mother, I didn't know I was poor because she, mm -hmm. we didn't have a poor mindset, but we didn't have much. I mean, we went to church religiously. We had a community of friends and family nearby, but we really didn't have anything much. Um, and I first wanted to graduate from college and really just do this whole success thing. Um, and I think it was more so I never want to, I don't want my kids to experience this. And I want to take my family to another level and this legacy building. I really wanted to do that. But I realized that took a lot of time away from the family. It took time away from me. I remember telling the kids as I was growing this business, like, okay, I can't do all that right now. I've got to do this. I've got to get these emails out. I've got to build this coaching platform. I've got to do. And then I thought you might as well have just gone to the office because you were a much nicer person back when you had a, you know, a mm -hmm. job. So what's the goal? And I realized my goal is to success for me is being available for my children. That's one, nice. one component. So I had yeah. to bring that back. So coming out of survival mode, understanding that I am going to be provided for because I'm doing the things, I'm planting the seeds. So I'll get the harvest and not now, so. Mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a guy that uh, is getting very popular from India. I, I don't want to mispronounce his name, but I think it's Sadhguru. I don't know if you've heard him or not. He's around, he's doing a lot of, he calls it uh, inner engineering. Yeah. Uh -huh. Right? And he's doing yeah. a thing in Atlanta next month um, okay. in April. And he was talking, I, was, I listened to him now, and, and one of the things he talks about is that we're like the first or second generation, mm -hmm. at least in India and Pakistan, that have actually accumulated knowledge yeah. for the purpose of getting a job. And once you get to that eighth, ninth generation, the knowledge for the purpose of getting a job is absolutely not what the purpose is anymore. Okay. And that our children are not going to appreciate all the things we have today in our world because this is what they grew up into. Yep. So it made me start wondering, like, well, how do I make my kids, how do I pass on that hunger? You know, and, and I wonder, I mean, what's your take? Because you got three of them, right? So yeah. I mean, they're not at that point where your first one's going to start 
leaving and, and flying off the nest, right? Yeah, and I don't know that it's a passing on of a hunger as much as it is an allowing of what your your soul's purpose is to come through you, um, to, to get your ego to calm down just enough so that you can get in alignment with why you're here. I don't know why my kids are here. I'm a guide. I'm here to help them find their way, but I'm not here to tell them, hey, you need to do this and this is what you need to do. Mm. I don't know what you need to do. I'm still figuring out what I need to do. Wow. Because it's not one size fits all. To make it one size fits all, we have success books. We have different books that help us to understand. And then coaches, you know, it's, it's to help people find their way. It's like a, a light in a dark place. And then once you find your way, you get to decide. And that's what I'm doing with the children. My 19-year-old said, you know, I wanted to go to college to play football, but now that I'm not able to play football, I don't know that I want to go to college. I said, well, take a beat. Don't go. Just continue working and figure it out. Hmm. Put your backpack on, take your passport. Let's go to the airport and just look up and see where flights are going. Let's go talk to somebody at the airport. We're not going to do it online and just go see where we want to go. Where do you want to go? And he's like, okay, now that I know I'm limitless and what I limitless and what I can do, let me just call some of my old teachers. So he got in touch with some of his old t- former teachers from high school. And they said, well, in the meantime, I need a teacher's assistant. So they hired him to be a student teacher and now he can do Ooh. substitute teacher. So it's the path is, is, is helping him, you know, he's finding his way, but it wasn't because I tried to help him. I, I don't know what your journey is. I don't know, but mm. I can provide the space for you to get quiet enough to hear it and trust it. Is that hard to like go like that? Cause I mean, you're basically letting go. Yes. Well, I think, being in alignment with, for me, I realize my role. I don't take it so, I always tell my kids, I'm not hanging my hat on how successful you are. I'm hanging my hat on my ability to provide the space and the resources for you to be exposed to things. Hmm. Um, now, my 12-year-old, he does require a little bit more reining in. I have to talk to teachers at school because he's like, hey, Tony Robbins had ADHD and he's successful. So I'm like, or he, I'm like, you don't have ADHD. You just can't stand sitting down. He's like, the, the school system's antiquated. I need to move around. And he does. He really is more of a scientist touching thing. If you want him to read right. something and write about it. Um, but I told him in life, there's still rules. We have the laws of gravity. We have rules that we have to abide by. They're just laws. You can't go floating around. So the law is you have to pass these classes to go to the next level. So now you have to operate in the conforms or the confines of your space. And he's like, all right. So he's learning that it takes discipline. So that's just an exercise in discipline. Um, but it, it, it sounds like, I mean, from a management level, you know what I mean? It sounds like, I mean, I got two kids, 25 and 22 also, right? And, okay. and, and uh, but it does, the way you made it sound to me was, it's just like when we, when we talk to our, the guys that work for us. Yeah. It's really no difference, right? I mean, we don't know what, what their goals could should be or could be we we have an idea but not really i want to let them set it and then i want to support them yeah right it's not about management it's about support it's about support right helping people find their own answers and then giving them insight on what daily small steps push you into that direction so if the goal is whatever the goal is if it takes 10 phone calls a day to get this, then maybe instead of starting the day, like I've been pounding the pavement, I've been calling everybody from a sales perspective and I can't get anywhere. What did you set your intention? You know, is your energy going into these phone calls with 
there are 10 people out here who I'm going to speak with today and seven of them need me. The other three won't need me this month. They'll need me next month. But seven okay. of these people are going to need me, even if it's just to lighten their energy, make them feel better or help them with something today. I might not get the sale today, but that sale is coming in the next 60 days. So you're, to me, you're building your pipe. I have people reaching back out to me who I didn't even know knew what I did. And they're like, hey, how can we do this? I want you to come to my my company and do a, a site K session because I have some mm -hmm. site K stuff. I don't even think we've talked about site K yet. But it's it's a subconscious reprogramming because our I'm taking us off tangent. Go back to what you <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting it's ready okay. to just go straight site K. You got um, you got you got a lot of thoughts bouncing around your head. I do. Let me do switch you up so that you're as long as you're in switch mode. I want to talk about branding, huh? right? Because I know that's one of your things. And, you know, when I hear <laughs> this, just me, right? I'm sorry. But it's like, how do I brand Vivian Hughes? Right? I, I mean, and, it, and, it, and it's right because I'm, I'm looking at all these different aspects that I know of you, right? Once again, I have a deeper perspective of you. So I'm, I am. Unfortunately, if you ask me to brand you, it'd be, it'd be hard because you're a lot of different facets. So when we talk about branding, I mean, how do you, A, let's say you're brand new in a sales industry, okay? Okay. How do you even recognize what your brand is? Um, I think one of the first steps is what do, what do you want said about you? Uh, what do you want to look back on 10 years from now, 20 years from now? What's that story? Is the story, you know, you were the best and you were the top and you were the this, or was it this person took care of my family for three generations in this business? All of my family goes to this person for mortgages or all of my family goes to this person for really. So to be new in something means you got, you have a clean slate. What do you want people to say about you? And it usually drives it home even further when people are showing up at your funeral, what do you want said about you? Wow. That's your brand. That's your brand. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. I, I know that uh, you mentioned Tony Robbins, and I did this uh, a, a session with him back in the late 90s. And one of the things that really, really jar jarred my mind was he said, make your list, goals, whatever. And then he said, and he got us in this deep trance, and he said, now open your eyes, and you're 20 years down the road, and you didn't hit your goals. And what's that feeling? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. kind of like what you're talking about, that, that, that brand. You know what I mean? It's like we become totally aware of our brand. So yeah. now that you know your brand, as a new salesperson, what do you do to start talking or getting the message out about your brand? What, what would be a step, especially with you and your social media and then the new age of sure. podcasting, right? And YouTube and all that other stuff. It's a lot of, a lot of different messages coming through. How do you get in there? Yeah, I think the 80% of it is being clear with yourself first, personally, to just be really crystal clear so that you can write it out, send it to other people so that you can say it. You know, they call it the elevator pitch or whatever. But sometimes you ask people, well, okay, well, you, I, I have 10 different mortgage people in my portfolio. Why should I work with you? And then you go to stuttering because you're like, well, I really don't know because we all offer the same thing. Instead of saying, the real reason why you're in this industry. You know, when you really connect with it, then it just flows. So your post on Facebook would be whatever your brand is. It's not so much, hey, call me for your mortgage needs. It's, 
you know, one day I woke up in the morning and realized that, you know, people are struggling trying to find a mortgage yeah. person they can trust. Who's going to look out for their best interest? And I decided I want my business to be generational. I don't want to be fly by night. I want a, a mortgage book of business where I take care of generations of people, uh, families. So if that's your brand, then that's that. Now, all of a sudden, you're not a fly by night mortgage salesperson because you just came in the business and we know the numbers, you know, so many are not going to make it right. That's right. the same. So I think once people trust you because of how you're authentically communicating your brand, they want to deal with you. So when you talk about me, I have people who like the one who reached out to me, it was a C-suite person who reached out to me on LinkedIn she didn't know exactly what I could or couldn't do. She says, I don't know if this is in your wheelhouse, mm -hmm. but I want to talk to you. I know you can help me do some of this. And it was the authenticity. It was the, the clarity from my perspective of who I am and my brand, what I represent here on this planet, what I once said about me, period, you know, just that. And I think once that, now your Facebook post just rolls off your tongue because yeah. I, I know who I am. I noticed on your website, you mentioned you use 60 days yeah. as a turn time almost, right? How'd yeah. you focus? I mean, so how'd you focus on, cause that's such an unusual number. You never really, you know, you're 30 days, you're 90 days, you know what I mean? A year. Yeah. But you picked up 60 days. So that, that caught my eye on your website. What was that about? Um, and working with some people, I've, it takes for me, I'm seeing people at first, they have to drink the Kool-Aid to believe that this is even possible. So the first is like a trial thing. Like, is what she's saying true? Because <laughs> we've been struggling, I've been trying, and it can't be as um, connected as getting real with myself. Like for the woman who got the updated wedding ring, it couldn't be as simple as me enjoying my own self in the mirror and taking extra time to love myself for my husband to see me again. So after about a week or two of that, then you're willing to move into some of the strategies and techniques. And that's about another two weeks. So now we're 30 days in. Now between 30 and 60, to me, that's the sweet spot. That's when the phone rings. That's when people are starting to do things and it matches who you're showing up as. That's when you're like, hey, um, I was just at the grocery store picking up something and a, a lady was there and I said, yeah, I'm in the mortgage business and this month is, I'm not going to make my numbers or something. She says, oh, well, my daughter's been looking at, houses and she can't find a mortgage person. It's just as serendipitous as that, seriously, because of how you're showing up. And that's typically within the 60 day mark. I think it can happen much sooner if you drink the Kool-Aid much sooner and relax and just go with the flow. It takes time though, right? Because we have so many resistance that we, we've, whether we know it or not, that we've owned up, that we feel we need to have to protect ourselves from failing. From and that's what our brain our brain's job is to protect us. Our brain's yeah. job is not to evolve us. So our brain is saying, hey, I know for a fact you survive with this mindset. Yeah, but I don't thrive and it doesn't feel yeah. good. Right. There's another thing that I heard this morning with Southern Guru. He says the brain has developed over a million years and now it's our worst enemy. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a sad reality that this amazing thing that we worked on for a million years is now driving us absolutely miserable. Yeah. <laughs> Because we've disconnected the heart and the brain. So now we trust our brain, but we don't trust our heart. So people don't even operate from a heart space in business when we're still showing up as a whole person. 
like I talk to people all the time. And they're like, well, I'm at work right now, so I have to do this. And I'm like, you're a whole person. Take your heart to work day. It's okay. I bet you your connections will be deeper. Um, I remember somebody telling me back when I used to work with you guys, they said, you just take everything too personal. I said, because I'm a person. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I need the messaging to come across in a way that makes the people who I'm working with, you know, feel good, feel inspired, feel as if there's hope. Don't just shoot them down. No, you're not going to get this. You know, you have right. to treat people right. So, yeah, I think right. we are coming to the end of this interview. Okay. Viv. If people want to get a hold of you, what's the best way they can get a hold of you, man? Give it up. My website is vivhughes.com. That's V-I-V-H-U-G-H-E-S.com. I'm on Facebook and that's Vivian Hughes Elevate. And I'm on Instagram. That's Viv Hughes. Um, my email is Vivian at vivhughes.com. So that's how you can reach me. Well, make sure that, that uh, we, 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 uh, we're going to follow up with each other in six months on this. Okay. I have some other things that I want to talk to you about offline, but uh, make sure that um, we, we, we bring you back for another one because I think what I'd like to do is I'm putting together a panel of coaches. Oh. And I want to do a podcast with some coaches that, that I'm finding interesting. Nice. And I think it'd be great to have you back on on that panel. So I would love that. Thank back you. Out there. All right, but I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank All you right. so much, Viv. Okay. All, All right. right. Thank you. Bye-bye.